Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday, what? It is, it is, it is Friday, it is definitely Friday, and it's Feel Good Friday, I feel good, do you feel good? Hopefully you do, it's the end of the week, and uh, if you're not working weekends, absolutely brilliant for those in retail, and lucky. However, um, we do have a game to talk about, it is Burnley versus Liverpool, and obviously I'm going to be happy, we managed to steal a point, off Manchester United at Turf Moor, and that was a cracking result, an absolutely fantastic point as well. Um, sort of doesn't sort of glosses over the Watford draw as well, in a sense. Um, and fingers crossed, we can get something on Sunday as well. But as I say, welcome to Turf Moor House TV. I am Dan, as usual. Nothing's changed. I've checked my birth certificate and everything. However, if you are new around here, please do subscribe to the channel. Please do hit that subscription button. Please drop a like on the video. That would mean a lot too. And hit the notification bell if you want to be notified about any future videos. But as I say, we are here for the Burnley Liverpool preview. You can check us out on socials. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And we are also now branching out to TikTok as well. So do go check us out on TikTok as well. All under the same name. All you've got to do is type in at Turf More House. You will find this as well later on, not long after this, on your major podcasting platforms as well. All you've got to do, again, is search Turf More House and you will find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. And while you're there, please do check out our sponsors on uh, Facebook as well and Twitter. Casual Minds Matter are doing a lot of work. I've just become a registered charity as well and they're doing stuff for male mental health. Uh, which is quite rough at the moment, um, myself included. But it's Friday and I'm feeling good. However, we have got a game to talk about. Of course we have. And we have got two of the best-looking Liverpool fans I could find. And I will bring them in. I will bring them in one by one. And first and foremost, we have got Jack. How are you doing, mate? You all, are you OK? Yeah, best in show, mate. I'll give you that 10 later. But uh, thank you very much for having me on, mate. Um, a pleasure as always. And, and I can't wait to get to, stuck into the, tonight's show. It's going to be a cracker. But cheers to having me on once again. Hey, anytime. I mean, first and foremost, obviously, you're a Liverpool fan. Let everybody know what you're doing, uh, your channel name and everything else and where people can find you. So I'm um, uh, Jack Mack, LFC on, on every social, really. Um, do pre-match, post-match shows as well, and the odd transfer special, and obviously live watch-alongs. But yeah, cheers me, I'm on. Obviously, I did have Dan on my channel yesterday, so if you want to check that out, obviously the insight. But yeah, that's, cheers, mate. No, anytime, anytime. Uh, I absolutely loved it. So please, guys, do go check out Jack Mack's channel. Uh, absolutely quality channel as well. Um, well on your way to 5K subs, is it now? Not far off? Yeah, marathon on a sprint, mate, but as yeah. a footballing community, whatever, regardless of our colours, we just support each other and obviously help each other share all everyone's links, but obviously one big footballing family, mate, but yeah, cheers. Definitely not a problem at all, not a problem at all. And next up, not last, or should I say last, but not least, however, we have Doug. Look at that smile, look at that. No wonder he's getting married, no wonder he's getting snapped up. Look at him, beautiful man. Uh, how are you doing? Oops, I, I, just, I just muted myself. Uh, thank you for that intro. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, that was very, very nice. Uh, I'm doing tickety-boo, my friend. I hope you're doing very, very well as well. And uh, yeah, it's always a, always an interesting class between Burnley and Liverpool. So looking forward to this one. It should make for an interesting game. 
first and foremost, look, let everybody know where they can find you and what stuff you do on your channel. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the Dugout Football Channel. Um, we have a Friday uh, LRC show you every Friday at seven o'clock. Um, I do Premier League predictions. I do all sorts. I'm a basic football channel, always wanting to expand um, as well. Just obviously did most of the Afcon uh, content, as did Jack, of course, as well. Um, and that would be my Twitter handles as Emerald underscore nine ninety two. Instagram is Douglas and Facebook is Douglas Tom. Happy days. And you can find both lads' um, YouTube links in the description below. And uh, please do head over there and give them a sub. Also, big massive congrats as well on the work you've done for uh, the AFCON as well. Not a lot of people went out and did it, myself included. I didn't put anything out, but you guys did an absolute cracking uh, insight into the AFCON tournament. So well done to you guys for that. First and foremost, a couple of comments. Munzi says, let's hope you can get another draw or win. Um, Brad says, evening, Sean Dash Jr. I'll take that. Look, it's complete. There's a lot of love tonight, isn't there? Compliments, Junior. The missus again. Hey, gorgeous bugger you. She's clearly talking about one of you two guys. Definitely not me. Uh, Munzi says, that's intro. Uh, the missus is trying to uh, make everything better. And potentially, I am potentially thinking about getting my back waxed for charity at 500 subs. Uh, and I'd video it as well to try and get it. It, oh, it's honestly. I, I look like uh, what? What's it called? Um, Chewbacca. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. If I if I if I was pissed up, letting all flaws, Kurt Zuma would boot me. That's that's what I'll say. Monty <laughs> uh, says I've got work tomorrow, which sucks. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, Kate, I'm spoken for all you meet. Right? Hey. Was definitely a steal. Um, you're delaying and freezing a bit. A bit like Burnley's season, Monty. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, I know you're spoken for. I see it all my favourite. Uh, right. People just having a chinwag. Uh, Monty says, Jesus, bet that was hard. Can we get subtitles for them? Uh, Monty says, Jack, Mike. Say, I'm sorry, but I can't lie. Monty says, Doug. Uh, Niall says, Evening, Dan, Doug and Jack. Uh Apparently, apparently, I'm echoing. Fair enough. Uh, evening, Ed Sheeran. You got the bucket tonight, Daniel. It's Friday. I'm not. I am on a glass of red, though. And that's the only time. That, see, I'm sinking red. And hopefully, there's 11 men in Burnley kits sinking the red on Sunday as well. See, you see, there's method to my madness. Method to my madness. Um, your voice is literally repeating itself again after you speak. That's fine. That, you're used to that. Um, and why is there an echo? Whose audio is that? Who's got another tab open? Um, and Brad, I'm glad you're happy. So there we are. We are up to date. But as I say, we are here to talk Burnley Liverpool. So first and foremost, Jack, I will come to you. What What's your thoughts on this season? I mean, how do you think it's gone so far? Yeah, it's been a mixed bag. I think, obviously, the, the, the Brighton game at home, I went to that game, we were leading 2-0, and, and there's been small moments throughout our season that just a sheer lack of concentration. We're, we're still quite high up in the league. Obviously, we do win our game in hand against Leeds, fingers crossed. Um, that will put us six points behind Manchester City. And, and it's difficult when you are competing against such a, 
uh, a very good team in terms of City, one of the best teams in Europe. Um, you're not allowed to lose games, are you, mate? We spoke about that last night. And you've yeah. Liverpool to win a league title against the City side, you need to win the majority, like 95% of your games. You can't be allowed to slip up. Um, but very happy and content, mate. In as Doug will probably allude to in a little second, we'll, we'll, we're in all four cups at the minute for the very first time in a very, very long time. That, that's been the case. Um, but for me, in terms of um, analysing the season, very happy with the way we started. Obviously, into Milan um, on Wednesday. Um, not going to be an easy game, but in terms of how we dispatched AC Milan in the Champions League, then if we can do our job, I think we're going to be very comfortable in terms of beating them. Maple, very happy um, with the way we started. Um, it, it could be a bit better, but that's just been a bit too easy, miss. Not a fair shot. I mean, Doug, how do you see it? Is there anything you'd add to what Jack said? Um, I have to say that to be in four competitions is incredible because usually by then, usually by then, it's my, my audio is echoing apparently. Right, give me a sec. I'll, um, yeah, hello, hello. Is that any better? Or? I, don't, I think it's when me and Jack talk, it comes up and you can hear us talking, but when you talk, it's fine. Okay. Um, God knows. Well, I think um, I think to be in four cup, cup competitions at the moment is, is, is fantastic, because usually we would be out of the League Cup by now, we'd be out of the FA Cup, um, and then the only two things we'd be really going for is the Champions League and obviously the Premier League. So it's been a nice sort of change this season and you know the obviously the signing of um Diaz has just added to um what is actually described as strength and depth on our bench uh we haven't had that for absolute ages i mean jack i, I don't know about you but i can't remember a liverpool side having that amount of strength and depth as we saw last night on the bench it was incredible no. I think you have to look back until like the early 70s, mate, in the 80s to see how good of a, a, a team we've got more. But we have to be spot on there, so. No, quality, quality assessment, boys. Quality assessment. I mean, how do you think Luis Diaz will fit in, Jack? I mean, as you say, um, He's coming. It's not expected to be the first name on the team sheet. However, you know, as you said, you have strengthened. But where do you see him fitting best? In terms of down the left-hand side, maybe we've seen him very much play against Leicester City last night. Looked very composed when he when he was at FC Porto. He's presumably a left-sided midfielder, but obviously I think in a Jürgen Klopp system, he'd be, be a left mid, mid slash, obviously left winger, but he's got that ability to play off the right and then come in. Um, but I think long-term, in terms of where we look at it, Jota will eventually replace um, Bobby Firmino. Um, through the middle, and then you're looking at Diaz post Marnet if he does retire at Liverpool Football Club. Hopefully, that's the case. Um, obviously, Diaz 24, 25 years old. So, look, um, looking to the future in, in terms of Diaz predominantly down the left hand flank. I think you'll see um, scored a couple of goals against Manchester City last season in Champions League, but it's exciting, mate. As Doug alluded to, strength and depth is very important for Liverpool. 
um, for the majority of teams in the Premier League, even like given that extra. When you have looked at Liverpool in terms of the past in, in recent fixtures, um, from a neutral point of view, probably from Burnley look, looking at Liverpool, like if Salah or Mane were injured over the last couple of years, it was difficult to see where Liverpool would win games of football. But now, obviously, with the re-emergence of obviously Harvey Elliott back into our team, he's 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 more or less I I like our Foden, a young player coming through the ranks. Um, and and then Jota, he's, I don't think any of us Liverpool fans expected Jota to have such an impact in which he has in terms of goal output. I think that's 12 or 13 goals already in the Premier League. It's quite remarkable, but it's the ability to score goals, which is very important. And obviously Salah's having a typical Salah season. Um, and even when we did miss them, uh, Mane, Salah and Naby, when you were at AFCON, we won the majority of our games anyway. For the only game we did drop was in the League Cup. That draw against Arsenal, but that was when he went to down to ten men, mate. No, fair shout, fair shout. I mean, is there any players that you see coming back? Any players due back from injury? I mean, I know obviously Salah's been back. He got some minutes last night as well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. In terms of that, mate. Obviously, we Mane is back into could potentially be starting, but I think. Obviously, the way Diaz started against Leicester wouldn't surprise me, but Saudi Omane were absolutely bouncing around our training ground, obviously winning the African Cup of Nations for the first time. Possibly see him come back into the squad. This Liverpool's team has never been as fit, fully fit, touch wood, though, as everyone. <laughs> um, in terms of Jürgen Klopp, I think, in the press conference this week, he said he's never had such a strong team in terms of his management as in a managerial career as he has currently got at Liverpool, which is which is positive. That's why we, as Doug alluded to, we're in all these competitions. Um, last year, obviously, everyone's seen Liverpool's defence was very depleted. Whether that was Trent out one week, Robinson wasn't on top of his form, but yeah, he's he's come back into full form. But yeah, Liverpool in all areas at the minute. Absolutely flying, mate. And I think the one slight injury, I think, in terms of trying to think, I think it was Henderson did have a slight back injury. Um, apart from Henderson, I think Klopp today in his press has said potentially he could be coming back into the squad. I don't think it'll start, but I think we'll see Fabinho, Thiago, and Jones um, against Hughes at the weekend, mate. No, not bad, not bad. I mean, do you reckon your guys are up for it? I mean, it's going to be cold, but I mean, I suppose you can't get away with it, can you, in terms of when you say about teams in the south coming up and saying, no, you're not going to be used to that cold northern grit weather. But when Liverpool comes to town, literally, you, you know, you're just a drive down the motorway pretty much. I mean, do you think the boys will be up for it Sunday afternoon kickoff? Hopefully, mate. Well, we said that in the past and these are pieces <laughs> on some of the occasions. Um, it's a test at the end of the day, mate. As, as you know, if, if any team wants to win the league, you need to be winning every single game. And and it will be another test, obviously, as did Beasts last season at Anfield. And and obviously, we're on a revenge tour at the minute. Obviously, Leicester Beasts last year and obviously the Beasts a couple of weeks ago. Um, and obviously, as you mentioned there, the weather, Diaz, he's a Colombian. He's used to sunny weather uh, in a, in Colombia anyway. It's, even in his, in his announcement video, he was... Freezing, <laughs> freezing his tits off anyway. So, <laughs> uh, he, he will take a bit of acclimatization, but pretty sure they'll get used to it. Um, 
obviously you won't get used to the dialect in, in Liverpool. Obviously, you have to get some... Uh, I think Jota, he, I think Jota was in an interview last night, obviously, with the with the lads, and, and and even he joked, he has joked in the past, but pretty sure if he gets a couple of lessons or watches a couple of uh, my videos, he'll uh, get used to the lingo anyway. But, yeah, yeah I'm excited, mate, but we need to go there and start in the right manner. I think of the attitude... Is not an issue this season. We're not like City. We don't roll over. Obviously, games don't always go your way in terms of football. But I think we can get an early goal and start well. But that's that's up to Liverpool to set, set the tempo really. And obviously, all, all your the home grounds will be absolutely bouncing. And most importantly, use need three points as we were speaking about last night. So Liverpool should approach the game in the right manner. I'm hoping. Um, but we've said that in the past, and he's rolled us over. <laughs> It's going to make an interesting one because, as you say, we we need the three points, and it's it's got to come against somebody. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to be this Sunday, but you know you can only head face the next game head on. Um, I mean, it was weird in the press this you know this week that Klopp's come out and sort of praised Burnley in a sense, which is strange. Like he must be ill or something because he's usually like slagging us off. So um, for him to come out and say that you know Burnley put in that solid 45 against Man United and it wasn't a case, you know, there was no mention of hoofball. It was the fact that, you know, we, we got on the front foot, we got in their faces, we played nicely and things like that. Strange to hear, strange to hear as a Burnley fan that we were actually playing nice football. So for Klopp to say that as well, when he's not ba- not Burnley's biggest fan, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there is managerial tactics, you know, and, and, and I know sometimes they can be, they can be nice and it's a case of, hold on a minute, you've been a dick with us every, every other time. Why are you being nice to us now? Um, you see it with football manager, you can be too nice, can't you? And it ends up biting you in the arse. Um, but yeah, I mean, how do you think Klopp has to go into this game, you know, full-blooded and, you know, try and go for the kill early on? Definitely, mate. Obviously, the, the, you had a great result against United, as you said, alluded to the 45-minute period. Like Liverpool, like if you like we spoke about last night, mate. If Houston's play like that against Liverpool, then you'll have there's always going to be a chance in football. And the one thing that we have struggled in recent times, like the majority of Premier League teams when they do watch Liverpool, is is a low block. Uh, and obviously, Burnley obviously deploy those tactics. They work most importantly. And and obviously, I don't foresee Sean Dice changing. There's tactics against Liverpool, and and yeah. you do get under Jurgen Klopp's skin in terms of only because it's effective in terms. Of obviously, when teams come out at Liverpool, that suits us. Like a Leicester come to Anfield last night, and and he got in a couple of times, but lucky enough, Allison and obviously Van Dijk were were there to deal with them. But that's the beauty of football, mate. Not every team's and all managers don't agree with the opposition. Tactics, it frustrates us the hell out of it. But at the end of the day, it gets results. It gets results. And if it keeps you in the Prem, I don't think any of you would be asked. Or, um, but could this be the, 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 the result that very much gets your season back on track, mate? Potentially. I hope so. I hope so. Doug, I'll come to you. I mean, it's going to be interesting. You've got six foot six, Valt Veghorst. Going to be pretty much man-marked all game by Virgil van Dijk. I mean, that's going to be one interesting affair. 
It certainly is. I mean, I've uh, as 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 Jack knows, and as you know, obviously, I you know I cover the Bundesliga, so I'll have obviously you know watched um, sort of like Vout Vekhorst and what he's he's like. And people say he's a big big lad, but actually, he's actually good with his feet. He's actually very very good with his feet. We obviously saw from the other night there, you know, making Jay Rodriguez's um, uh, goal uh, against Manchester United, which was. Uh, fantastic! It was nice to see Harry Maguire proving to be the absolute uh, fridge that he is. Um, but <laughs> I have to say, uh, Vaughn is a fantastic striker. Had a very good time of it in Wolfsburg. I fully expect a very very hard battle. Uh, whether it's Van Dijk, whether it's Matip, I think um, I think it's going to be a very very physical battle for sure. Um, and I am looking. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how you know Van Dijk and Matip sort of you know prove it. Yeah, I mean, what what have you made of Burnley's style of play this season? Because I mean, it has changed. You can tell that's why we're sort of in the position that we're in because we've we've changed it up from hoofball, anti football, and things like that. So to see Burnley, a, a team like Burnley actually play some football, how does it look from the outside? Is that something that? Fans will appreciate, or is it is it something that you feel like Burnley, in a nutshell, if they want to stay in the league, will have to go back to basics and go back to that shitty football that we sort of used to. I quite like the way you guys are playing now. You're you're sort of trying to be sort of a passing movement type of team, and yeah. I know I know obviously people used to say, "Oh, like long ball Burnley," but the thing for me is, I think it's nice to change your ways. Unfortunately, it's just not just doesn't seem to have worked at this moment in time. But you still have four games in hand, and I think that's that's the most 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 important thing for me. One win all season is very very concerning, of course. Um, but I think I think the results will come eventually. Um, but they have to be now because you're facing. Like you look at you look at Newcastle the other night, they they got a, a very, very big win against against Everton. Everton have been dragged into it now. Norwich seem yeah. to be get, picking up points as well. Watford occasionally seem to be getting at points. You guys have had two draws in a row. I would have said the Watford game was a must must win. You drew yeah. that. Yeah, and now I you've got a that. really, really tough really, really tough wee, you know, spell at the moment as well. So Obviously, I obviously hope, hope, hope not. Hope not for uh, you know Sunday that obviously you 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 go in and get something. But the thing is, for me, I think after the Liverpool game, you sh- there's a couple of games in that we run that you should be looking to pick up points. And they, you you know what they say, you always have to try and get points at home, and maybe sometimes points points away, but always make make advantage of home advantage. That's that's the key. Yeah, massive. I mean, Turf Moors sort of was a fortress at one point. It was, you know, where we mm. were picking up our points, where we were sneaking them one 0 wins here, there, and everywhere. And now it's not like that. And I go back to what I go back to what I said on Jack's channel. You're right in what you said there that the, the standard of playing that we're doing at the moment is a lot better because we're adjusting to the way that the league's adapting, and we're yeah. sort of trying to adapt to that. But as I also said, we've got a bunch of 30-year-old-plus 30 players that are so used to playing, so one-dimensional. You're trying to like, teach an old dog new tricks, and mm-hmm. it's not going to work. 
it's not going to work. It, two or three players, yeah, it might do because you've tried to bring those players in by, by you know, because they've got a bit of flair, they've got a bit of ability at the feet. I mean, do you see that as pretty much the fact that when Burnley played the long ball, that pretty could have been seen as one of their features that holds them back from making signings because people think, well, Sean Dash sticks with the same 11. They play that one style of football and they thought, that's not my bag. That's not the way I play. I don't think it's a, in a, a case of being uh, affected by signing players. I, I, I just, I just feel that you, you've played a style that has been very, very effective. It has been, you know, worked uh, for sure. But as you say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And you know, this passing style that you've got, I've, I, I like it. I, I think it's a nice, nice we, we change to what we, you know, what we usually see. But the thing is, for me. I don't think it's a case of you know players being affected by all that this this you know this long ball style this 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 the Sean Dyche style of play. I just think you've been outpriced in the market. It's a very very yeah. inflated market, and I just feel that some some clubs like Burnley, your Norwiches, your Watford, you know you you, you are actually being outpriced by you know a, a couple of these a couple of these clubs. So to get Vout Big Horse when you did was a big, big bonus. Yeah, massive. I mean, you, we we can't delve into the market like, you know, they did back in the day, you know, Everton plucking Tim Cale from Millwall for next to nothing, you know, Jamie Vardy for a million from Fleetwood. You, you're looking at League Two players now, Jack, that are pretty much, mm. you know, League Two clubs are demanding, you know, two million for just an informed striker that's probably, what, scored three or four in the last two months? And yeah, yeah. just because he's been informing them last two months, they're expecting mega bucks for them. I mean, regarding the market, it is tough. We all know the winter windows especially tough. But in the in the summer, I mean, but from a Liverpool perspective, is it more a case of incomings will be coming in, or do you think Liverpool need to get rid of the deadwood that sort of not deadwood as such, but players that have sort of overstayed their welcome at the club? Yeah, I think in relation to Taki Minamino, I think he come out this summer and. Obviously, Divock Origi, Liverpool, as we said at the top of the show, have improved massively in terms of bringing Diaz. The midfield, I think everyone in world football looks at Liverpool's midfield. When you compare it to Cities, Cities are a lot more technical in terms of the ridiculous quality they have in their midfield. Liverpool used to be a transition in terms of obviously playing Milner, Henderson, and then obviously Gino and Aldum, three of them. Weren't the best technically, still decent footballers, you pass the ball, but you have any much in terms of how Liverpool's midfield would operate, it would bring the best out of obviously Trent and Robbo in terms of whipping the balls and allowing them to pro- progress the ball forward. But I think Liverpool's midfield in terms of Milner, I think the man will be playing until he's 70 years old at this race. Um, <laughs> he's not going to retire anytime soon by the looks of it, but I think he's leaving at the summer. Um, there is a Obviously, an emphasis on Harvey Elliott. He's only 18, 19 years old. But I think it'd be very wrong in terms of just putting so much pressure on a young player's shoulders. I think we can bring in a, a midfielder that has got youth on the side, but in terms of very good experience. Obviously, Drew Bellingham is the big name. Obviously, Trent will sit next to him um, on the bus, like, going to England and all that. Like a little school kid. Um, but if we can, mate, yeah. And, and most importantly, is you and Doug alluded to it, and... It's, it's difficult to get the right value, and especially if Burnley hopefully do stay in Premier League for use. 
getting the right value, especially getting the right players in to play a certain way. Liverpool, Jürgen Klopp coming to a Liverpool team and he just looked at the squad and was like, we did. We had the likes of Ricky with Lambert, Balotelli, the Bidinis of the world. It, it's chalk and cheese now when you look at the way in which Liverpool play now. It was that the team Jürgen Klopp inherited from a Rendon Rodgers side was an absolute disgrace. And no wonder we were finished outside the top seven or top eight every single season for a good fair time. Um, but I think it's important that you do keep hold of Sean Dyche of whatever does happen in the next six months. We spoke, I spoke to you last night, mate, didn't we? Because yeah. he has done wonders for your football club in terms of bringing you through the divisions and obviously getting you to the promised lands. And it's, as we said, when certain clubs aren't backed by oil, like countries, um, it's difficult for you, the likes of Norwich as well. Uh, Watford have got money, but they spend it on stupid things. And even Everton, it's not more better than seeing a players flourish at your club that you're not, most importantly, not spending crazy money on in relation to as well. Man. I think yeah. I'm going to add to that. I think Sean Dice has got a job at Burnley for life. I mm. cannot see for the life of me Burnley getting rid of Sean Dice. That man has done absolute wonders at Burnley. So to get rid of him now would be a big mistake, I think. Um, so I think he's got a job for life, regardless Massively. if you go down. Massively agree. Um, I think, as you say, unless something goes horribly wrong, um, it's it, that's the only thing that's going to cost him his job. But I don't think he'll leave Burnley unless it's a case where he feels it's time to walk away and take on his next, you know, venture as management. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. I th- a lot of fans will slate me for this. Some will, some won't. But I do think if we go down, Dash is the man to take us back up. However, the squad that we have got, for me, is not capable of the physicality of the championship once we lose yeah. the big-hitted players. So we'd have to have a major overhaul at that point, which could be a bonus. It could, you know, be effective. It could work for us having to do that. You know, we've seen the likes of Southampton and Leeds that have had to drop the divisions to work their way back up. I'm not saying that we want to do that. Nobody wants to do that. We want to stay where we are and start doing it. But, um, no, you've hit the nail on the head. I think, as you say, Sean Dash has got a job for life and uh, he's still got another four years on his contract left yet. So fingers crossed um, that works out. Because uh, they renewed a deal in the just before, just before the winter window. That yeah. so is he a Burnley lad? Done is he? Um, did he used to play for the club in the past? Sure Who enough. Dash? Yeah, yeah. No, no, he's uh, not Nottingham Forest lad. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was. I thought it was somewhere in the the Nottingham um, area. But the the, th- the thing the thing with me for Sean Dyche. And his, his big, big thing is for me, he's the longest-serving manager in the Premier League right now yeah. to current day. So it says a lot that Burnley are not a sacking club. And I don't think they've ever been, they ever have been. So I think, I think the fact that you've kept faith with a man for so long, it just, it just means to say that you don't see much loyalty in football. For much, much, uh, for for much longer. Um, if this is about the pineapple on pizza debate, you know my answer, Niall. Pineapple <laughs> does not belong on pizza. Yes, Doug. correct. Yes, Doug. Correct. There we Doug. go. We're all favourite on pizza. pizza. Yes. Honestly, I'd rather shit in my hands and clap than eat pineapple on a pizza. Um, <laughs> I'd rather watch paint dry than have pineapple on pizza. 
or watch the for ninety minutes every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so like, at least you're not an Everton fan, Dan. So yeah, true, true. I'm watching it dry and then blowing on it as well to make sure it's dry. Um, I'm on the red wine tonight. I've I've changed it up. I've changed it up. Although I may have, I may jump onto the whiskey and coke later on. Might have a nice Jack Daniels and coke, or I might even have a a, a rum and coke. Bugger it! I might treat. I'm going to spoil myself. Yeah. Treat myself. Why not? Why not? I mean, whatever's in, if it, as long as it's more than five percent volume, I'll suck the bastard. I'm, I'm not bothered. Yeah. I'm not bothered. It, <laughs> Waste not, want not. Uh, now says bandit for life. Now, Doug, don't worry, mate. Uh, where's Good. Iron Brew? Where it should be? Where it's staying in a shop uh, on the <laughs> counter? I mean, I, I do like Iron Brew, though. To be fair, it's just gone shit since they lowered the sugar level. Yeah, yeah I, I used I to be I 100% agree. I don't really have any of the stuff anymore. Uh, Pepsi Max is the way to go for me. No, fair shout, fair shout. I picked a bottle of that today, to be fair. Um, where, what, where do you think Klopp can take Liverpool now? I mean, at the moment, obviously, he's won the Premier League and things like that, and it's just a, a case of trying to get that run consecutive, um, you know, like United did for quite a few years. And I know that Liverpool want that, you know, They've, they've had that, but it's about time that they have that again. Um, is Klopp the man to get that pedigree out of these players? Uh, not not ju- not necessarily the players you've got now, but in you know, and maybe another season or two that he really you know make, makes Liverpool you know the next beast of the league, pretty much the ones to beat. Yeah, good joke. No one's that. Um, I, I, I honestly think that at this moment in time, we are sitting nine points behind, um, <laughs> nine points behind Manchester City. I don't think the league's over yet. You know, if we, Man City got a really hard run in coming up. I honestly think if City were to drop points somewhere again, I think they've got Tottenham coming up. I think they've got Palace coming up. I think they've got United coming up, but. If they were to drop points, we've got a game in hand against Leeds, I think, coming up. I think it, I think if my memory serves me correctly, it's next Wednesday, maybe next Tuesday. If we were to win that, the gap would be six points. That would be massive going into you know what is a, a really hard running in, in March, uh, for sure. But yes, I do think Klopp is the one to take us forward. Um, and you know what the, the fact that he's signed Luis Diaz kind of makes me think. Okay, maybe 2024 is, is people thinking, oh yeah, Jurgen Klopp's going to give up. I'm not too sure. I think he'll. I think he may sign a new contract. I've got a funny, funny feeling he may stay till about 2026. Yeah. No, yeah I mean, do, do, you, do you believe in that as well, Jack? Because it's sort of a lot of people seem to think it'll be when when Klopp's numbers up. You know, Gerard will just walk in. You know, the jobs is pretty much. I mean, we all. You know, we've seen it with. With players, you know, Rooney at Derby, is Gerard going to say, "No, hold on a minute, I've, I'm, I've got sort of a, a game plan going here. I've got something going with Aston Villa." I mean, you know, Ro- Rooney apparently was rumoured for the Everton job, but didn't want to take it. You know, he was offered the interview but said no. Could we see Gerard doing the same thing, or do you think that Klopp will extend his deal? Yeah, fingers crossed, mate, and hopefully Klopp does stay at the football club. I think 
there's a good uh, there's a good interview that BBC done a couple of months ago when he was in charge of Rangers, Stevie, and he literally just completely ousted the reporter and said, "Stop asking me these questions." He mm-hmm. said, "Liverpool fans do not want me as their manager because even he loves Jurgen Klopp so much. He's like a fan. He really is a fan. He's like Jurgen Klopp's the best thing to happen in the league for Liverpool in the last thirty years in terms of bringing the Holy Grail back." So. And especially if Gerard did come in and he's just destroyed Klopp's legacy within about two seasons, if it didn't go well. Um, he's getting the Premier League experience, most importantly, at Villa. And he's bringing, we've all seen Villa's transfers in the last couple of windows. He's got that pull. He's got that attraction. Um, him and Vieira have been very impressed with. I think me and Doug and probably all of us seen Vieira yeah. coming from the French League and probably said, I, I had... Palace is going down this season because I didn't think they'd do yeah, well. Yeah, yeah and, and they've bloody done very well in terms of the league. But players of that ilk, that experience, players that have been everywhere around Europe and in international stage, you, those type of people walk into your changing room and you, you take notice of, of them, really. But fingers soft, Stevie does develop his game at, at Aston Villa, gets him into Europe, whether that be top four or in it. I think he can most get top four in, in about three years with Villa if he stays there develops a squad because Man United are a million miles away Arsenal on a bloody mess um, but West Ham <laughs> that's an Villa understatement and, yeah West <laughs> yeah West Ham Villa and if it was Wolves as well most importantly if they can yeah. keep that development going I think they, one of them could easily get in the top four obviously Leicester if they have another third season <laughs> on the bounce missing out on Europe again it'd be stereotypical um, but fingers crossed he stays at Liverpool mate. and it's refreshing because obviously me and Doug obviously we Roy was somehow our manager all those years ago the worst eight months in your bloody life Christ um, <laughs> playing 4-4-2 he, he, he didn't have a clue but those were dark days and we've moved on but there's no better manager in terms of world football in terms of developing players and I think Daesh is like that and there's a lot of managers out there in terms of players listen to them and they know how to get the best out of the players in which he's gone on to offer. And it'd be interesting to see how Daesh does approach that in terms of obviously if he does stay in the league, in terms of developing. You can see he can do it. He's got Cornet playing very well for use. So if you give him a lot more technical players, he's good enough. He's a good enough manager to just let them play, mate. But yeah, fingers crossed, mate. And hopefully in about it would it would be poetry in motion and one day, eventually, when Stevie does take over, uh, he was destined to win the league with Liverpool as a manager. And uh, obviously, everyone goes slippy G. Um, <laughs> um, so, it would be poetry, mate. If Gerard knocked United off their perch in terms of his management, one day. No, no I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak about Sean Dash a minute because technically, Burnley is his first proper job in a sense I mean he didn't have a fair crack of the whip at Watford you know the Poslos came in ha, and literally went, well, yeah exactly true true you get a crack of the whip when you come in and you say misbehave one more and then you get the crack of the whip and you're on your ass seeing a bit P45 see you later but you know in a way Dash leaving Watford at that time was probably the best thing for his career because he got the hard knock before actually, you know, having the chance to win games, lose games and things like that. But he's, he's shown himself as a manager. And do you think that people are sort of 
people sort of stereotyping Dash as this manager that plays the long ball. They stereotyping him as that one-dimensional bloke. That could he could he cut it at a bigger team? Because a lot of people don't think he could. Chris, Chris from Leicester to Ladar TV, he, he he said Dash at first before Rogers' appointment. However, now he's saying he wouldn't he wouldn't touch Dash. I mean, I don't get that. It's the thing, mate, isn't it? Like Guardiola is a checkbook manager, um, and and even himself Back. out himself, and obviously he was graced with having the best player ever to grace a football pitch in Messi, in terms of and obviously Javi is in yet. I think all of us we actually we could have won the league with Barca with that squad. Same with Munich, though. Same with Munich, though. You know, he's, he's pretty much. Guardiola's had everything at his disposal, hasn't he, really? He's coming to a team at Man City that's already started winning trophies. So he's not been there when it was, you know, having to build it. Um, same with Munich, same with Barcelona. And eventually, if, if, if Guardiola's career goes the same way as Mourinho's, we'll, we'll, you know, he'll be caught out. He'll be seen as a fraud, in a sense. Yeah. Like, if, 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 if Pep come to Burnley and won the league, then fair play. Like, fair play. Um, but like as you mentioned, there, managers like Daesh or players lower down, managers down the down the tier in terms of England. What else can they do? As it says, obviously Liverpool have got the odd bit of money. We're not skins, but we've got money to spend. But if you give like Graham Potter, say a hundred million in terms of unless you're like Fat Frank <laughs> and blowing a load or Rafa, um, like you know the managers not to give money to, but. We don't know yet, Dan. Like, if you give Daesh money, like we, we were speaking about, obviously, the young Croatian, well, the Croatian fellow that you nearly signed. Yeah, yeah, Orsic, yeah. Orsic, yeah. And yeah, I think if you, in the future, if you do stay in the league, I think you'll see a more attacking brand of football. And he said, Daesh and say managers get branded with a certain idol, ideology in terms of, obviously, how they approach a game of football. But that's only because... You've not got a Bernardo Silva. They've not got a Salah to very much tear up an opposition team week in, week out. So it is difficult. No, it, it is. It's obviously I know Doug, uh, Doug's got a show at seven, so I will be wrapping. I will be wrapping this up uh, very shortly. Um, so we'll get on to prediction. So first and foremost, Doug, I'll come to you first. I mean, does Klopp stay with the same team as he had against Leicester or does he sort of change it up? Because obviously it's only a couple of days ago that you obviously, you know, were kicking a ball. So there's obviously going to be a few changes, isn't there? Who would you you pick if you was in the dugout right now? Who'd be your starting eleven for the match against Burnley? Well, obviously, uh, Ali, Ali will start. Uh, in goal, I think it'll be Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Robo. So they're obviously same back four. Um, there has been talk that Henderson could come back. I don't want to see that. If I'm being honest, like if Henderson's fit, then obviously you know, fair, fair enough. But I feel that the midfield we have at the moment was very balanced the other night. So I'm going to say Fab, Thiago. I think Harvey Elliott will come back in. I think Harvey Elliott will come back in. And then the front three will be... Ooh, does he bring Manny back in? See, the, on the basis of Luis Diaz's performance last night, I don't think you can drop Diaz. So I'm going to go Diaz, Jota, Salah. 
Not bad, not bad. I mean, Jack, anything you change if you were Gaffer? Um, no, I think you keep it the same, mate. Obviously, that's the classic saying: don't bring, don't, <laughs> don't touch anything if it's not broken anyway. And I think the way we played against, possibly, kind of think, obviously, with Burnley being obviously very good in terms of set plays, possibly add a bit of height potentially, but. I think we'll go with, with the same teammates, but as Doug said, possibly dropping in Mane, but I think it'd be have a good, very good to have Mane to come off the bench. But I think Elliot, bit too difficult because Burnley's one of the most difficult grounds to go to in the league. So I'd go with the, the current crop. Obviously, that was Alisson in goal, uh, Trent down the right-hand flank, Matip, Van Dijk, and obviously Robinson. Curtis Jones, Fabinho and Thiago. And then obviously that was, as Doug said, Diaz on the left and then Jota through the middle. And then obviously me. It was your... Doug, oh my God. Who was playing right wing last night? Oh my God, Vladimir, yeah. Who was playing right, right wing? wing. Oh, it, was, yeah. um, it was Jota and Firmino, but, but Salah oh, yeah, will definitely come well, back yeah. in. Sorry, there we go. Sal- Salah will come back in and it'll be Jota, then sort of Diaz slash Mane. Sorry, La. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. Sure. I had a bloody frame fast. Uh, standard. That's all right. So Andrew says Henderson is your best midfielder in his opinion, but you see him more than he does. And he says that Hendor reminds him of a primary key, not in that Liverpool team. Um, it can affect the game at all, different areas of the pitch. I think Henderson, this is a sort of perfect game for Henderson. It'll be, you know, kind of slow because Burnley will try to slow the game down. Um, potentially, I mean, um, Chris says just give them three <laughs> points, standing now a weekend off. <laughs> fair show, fair uh, show. Oh Andrew says, uh, Hendo pops up in unexpected areas because of his insane engine. He's the fifth name on the team sheet for me behind Salah, Allison, Van Dyke, and Trent. Fair it's shout, fair shout. It's quite rare that, Dan, isn't it? Spot on there, Andrew, because I know a lot of rival fans yeah. do jump on the Henderson bandwagon bashing because, and He's an amazing captain. I think when when he's not playing on the pitch, when it's not going well, there's no other player with him. That's what obviously Van Dyke was captain. But Henderson, um, I think he's very undervalued, like it was with Gino Ronaldo when he was in our system. I think if Henderson yeah. was what Spanish or Portuguese, everyone would be ranting and raving about him. But he's not a stat player, if you get me. I think mean, you have to watch. You have to very much have to watch him in terms of how he goes about his game. Doesn't always chip him with the odd goal assist. Sometimes a cheeky assist here and there, but in terms of on the fit on the field, uh, he's so integral does, to Liverpool. Does does the dirty work very mm. well, doesn't he? He, 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 he? He's he's very very good doing the doing the dirty work. I'm only just saying because I think if if Henderson's fit, then he definitely starts. Mm. But if he's not, if he's not 100, percent and I wouldn't risk him, especially with Inter Milan coming up. I think we need Stevie. G- um, Jordan Henderson to be fit for the Inter game. I'll take a CVG, basically. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Chris says a subtitles available. Um, potentially, potentially. I mean, try switch them on. You know what YouTube subtitles are like? They make you sound like you're saying completely different words than what you're actually saying. Yeah, uh, have that or pro- switch it there here and there on or something. <laughs> you got one. <laughs> yeah. Old time, I switch that here and there on. Um, come on, Burnley up you with I'll, t- I'll take that, mate. I will take that every day of the week. Proud Terriers, absolute cracking channel. 
Um, Gaz, I'll get your prediction because obviously, Doug, I know you've got to shoot off uh, very soon. Uh, Doug, I'll come to you first. Um, what, what would you know? How do you think the game's going to go? Uh, well, the last couple of visits, we've uh, we've scored a few goals past you. I I think I think it's going to be the same again. I I, I just I just think we'll, our attack will be too much for you, unfortunately. So I think you'll get a goal. But I think we'll just uh, we'll 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 come out three one winners. I think I'm going to go three one. No fair shout, fair shout. And Jack, how you how do you think it's going to pan out? I got last week's prediction about the Leicester game spot on. I go over another two 0 mate. Yeah, it's not going to be an easy game, but typical Liverpool. When we're not playing the best, but we're winning games, so I'll be very content with a two 0 goal. Two uh, 0 mate. I'm going to go. Not wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Matt Green's got all his crew together. Him and his merry men, like Robin Hood, uh, coming in here and having a raid. Not wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Keep it coming. Nothing Keep it wrong coming. with that at all. Uh, Chris says that that's so true. According to YouTube, Dan just said Burnley a shot. Uh, that's not just YouTube. That's not just YouTube. I've admitted Burnley a shot. Don't you worry about that. Um, now says smash the like and subscribe button, share the stream, go on for three hours, get the watch hours up. Yeah, please do if you can. Just, just watch, just any, anything. I'll, I'll take any. I'll take what I can get. Take what I can get. But you guys being here and in the chat is absolutely amazing. Thank you very much, Doug. I know you've got to shoot off, so I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you crack on. But again, thank you for coming on. It really does mean a lot. Giving up your insight to everything Liverpool, and um, let everybody again know where they can find you. Yeah, my YouTube is the Doug Football Channel. As we are just about to go live in about six minutes' time, uh, so a bit, bit, bit of a big show tonight. We've got Michael Talks Football coming on for I think about an hour, uh, so that should be good fun. Uh, and obviously, I've got my uh, right hand man to my right there. He'll be he'll be coming on as well. Uh, it's, it's it's a fun wee show. It's a fun wee show. We we have good banter between the between us. So uh, looking forward to that. But Twitter is nrond underscore ninety ninety two. Instagram is Douglas Tallhorn and Facebook is Douglas James Horn. Thank Thank you very much for having me. Oh, and I meant to say, Dan will be with me tomorrow at half past eight on my channel. So tune in for that. I definitely will. Uh, Guys, please do go and tune in after this. Go and check out Doug's channel. Go and have a laugh. Go and join in the banter and the fun. These two beautiful legends will be there. So go check both of them out. Um, Jack, thanks again as well to yourself. Uh, Been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Um, Let everybody know where they can find you. You muted again, you muppet. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> it's uh, Sean Dyke stopping me there from taking the... I, to, I think Chris will be happy. He doesn't have to listen to me no more. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me and Doug on, mate. I do appreciate it. Um, obviously, thank you for coming on my show yesterday. Um, but yeah, Jack Mac, LFC, um, on all socials, everyone, as I said, top of the show, just a mixture of Liverpool content. But... Obviously, I will try and get you on, Dan, as well. We'll be doing a lot more Premier League-based shows as well, so you're welcome to join uh, when you're free. But uh, thank you once again, mate, for having me on. And hopefully everyone in chat is um, having a lovely evening and have a good weekend. Put your feet up and relax as well. Yeah, Yeah. Kate says I'm getting a big head with all the love. (laughs) I was going to say a Chris comment then, say, well, it's not this head that's getting big. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Kate's got a point there. I will be back on my channel at nine tonight, so do remember to tune in at half past seven. I also will 
be on the 1892 podcast chatting the same shit I have chatted on every other Liverpool channel. So do catch me on there as well. Uh, basically, I just have to press the rewind button on my neck and press play again. So don't worry about it. Uh, it's all fun. It's all fun and games at the end of the day. And we love talking football. So that's the main thing. That's why we do it. Guys, thank you, everybody in the chat. Thank you to you two legends, as I said, for coming on, giving your insight to Liverpool um, and just being you. You know, you've been absolute top-notch as usual. And, uh, yeah, good luck. I, I was going to do that good luck for the rest of the season, but not this week. No, fuck off. I hope you get me. I hope we <laughs> throw it. Another Stevie <laughs> Gerrard slipping moments or something. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but, look, guys, it's been an absolute blast. These two legends, please do go check out their channels. Go show them some support. Doug, good luck with the show. I know that starts in three Thank minutes, so I'll shut up. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> guys, take care. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Cheers, Cheers guys. guys.